Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tanel, for today, Sunday, September 25th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're glad to have you on the line with us tonight. Um, if you have a comment or a question for our guest or for us, you can give us a call at uh, 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Now I'm going to turn it over to Miss Denise, and she has some beauty news for us. Good evening, everyone, and again, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, just something really quickly um, that I found. PBA um, is very excited and thrilled to announce that Naha 2023 will be held April 2nd, 2023, at the Anaheim Convention Center, along with the new premier Anaheim show. Join them for breathtaking performances, endless inspiration, and see who wins the industry's most prestigious professional beauty competition. For more information on tickets and hotels, that will be coming soon, but you can get more information on Naha at PBA, I'm sorry, at probeauty.org. And there's still time to enter the Naha 2023 competition. Uh, The deadline uh, does not close until November 9th. Again, the deadline for uh, the Naha competition does not close until November 9th. Um, the big final announcement about the winners will be on February 23rd of 2023. Um, so, again, you still have time if you want to enter the Naha competition. Again, that's probeauty.org. All right. Um, and, that, and I believe that's the, the show that we reported on that's kind of joining forces with Premier and happening in a new uh, a new city. I think that's the one. I couldn't remember if that I couldn't remember if that was the one or not. Um the one or not, but um yeah, it's moving for sure. Yeah. That's gonna be All that's right. gonna be different. It's gonna be I'm not used to <laughs> I'm so used to Long Beach, but that's gonna be a little different. Exactly. I, and it's you know, some people may think, Oh, it's not that bad, you know, it's Anaheim and it may feel like it's closer or I don't know. Sometimes you just kinda leave leave things where they are because people have been going to Long Beach for years. Now, and all of a sudden, it's a change. But it's a change in, in not only just the location, but it is a different entity. It's a different show combining with something else. And so there may be some elements that, that will change, but we will see. Time will tell. All right. Thank you for that. Exactly. 
So we're really excited about tonight's guest, and we're not going to uh, hold you guys even long, any longer, and we're not going to hold her, her up any longer as well. But welcome to the show, actress and rapper Reagan and Leah. Hi, Reagan. Hi, how are you? We it's are good. Wonderful. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm settled in L.A. right now, so I'm doing pretty good. Ooh, nice. <laughs> get get yeah. a little break. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hot out here, but it's, it's nice. Yeah, that's, that's oh, what I nice. heard, that it's gotten really hot. Yeah. Listen, I feel like we're in, like, Vegas heat right now, like, every day being, like, uh-huh. higher than, like, 102. That's crazy. Right. Ooh. Right. Oh wow! And that's typical, of, and that's so typical of Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so why don't you tell um, our listening audience a little bit about who Reagan Aaliyah is and and what you do? Ah, okay. Every time someone asks me this question, I'm like, where do I start? What do I say? Um, I am <laughs> Reagan Aaliyah. I like to label myself as an entertainer now because I feel like I have a passion for so many things, like my one main one being music. I'm a rapper. I started doing spoken word, though, that turned into rapping. I love to act. Mm. I love just all all the arts in general. So I, I like to label myself as an entertainer because who knows where I'll go down the line. But right now, I am right. a rapper, spoken word artist, and actress. Um, and I hope nice. to see you the rest of my life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that triple threat. And a, a really good rapper, I must oh, say. Absolutely. So That's so sweet. <laughs> absolutely. So tell us a little bit about where it all started. Yeah. Um, it all started actually with music. It started me finding Lauren Hill. Uh, that's like the key thing. And I think why I do music, although like I have a musical family and I got to say, you know, they all do it some capacity. Um, my grandma was in like her family band and they were like touring funk band and it was super, super cool. Her mom was a pianist down to my mom who, uh, was a signed artist herself and then ended up being a dancer and like dance with all these artists. So like I, I come from a line of entertainment, but for me it was like, okay, there's so many different types of music. Am I going to do funk? Am I going to do pop? Am I going to do this? And then I found Lauren Hill and I said, nope, no, 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 I'm going to be a rapper. Uh, and there was something so raw, so pure and so honest about Lauren's music that made me be like, that's what I want to do. So I started just putting like, um, covers like not covers I guess like rapping over iconic beats so I would rap over like Fuji beats or I would rap over like uh Buster Rhymes the Tribe Called Quest you know Wu-Tang like all of these different artists and MC Light and then ended up getting co-signed by people that I looked up to like people commenting like yo you're next you're the truth you're blah 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 which only inspired me and fueled a little 14 15 year old to go keep going get better get better um so that was, like, really pivotal to me uh, in my start. And then now I'm kind of at this phase of, like, I have so many influences of why I rap, the, it, those influences fusing into my music, but I'm trying to find and carve out my own lane, um, which has been a very interesting thing. But, yeah, starting out was just listening to Lauren Hill, doing spoken word, uh, poetry, going into rap. Those are, like, my main key things is Lauren, spoken word, turn it into rap. <laughs> 
Wow. Listening to those people that you just mentioned just kind of took me back a couple of days ago. We just went to the Wu-Tang Clan Nas and Busta Rhymes concert here in Atlanta. Yes. Um, so you probably would have loved that. Yeah, I it was amazing. They're gonna, Hollywood, they're gonna be at the Hollywood Bowl October first, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna still be out here for a little bit, so I might have to go swing over there and see that. I've seen Nas yeah. like twice, and it both times are incredible. But I'm like, Wu Tang and Busta Rhymes, I might have to go. I might have to go get a ticket. Mhm. Yeah, get a ticket. <laughs> it's, it's 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 worth whatever it's gonna cost you. <laughs> it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So how did so so how did you um you know you said you were doing poetry spoken word poetry and you were you and you were rapping what led you into acting acting I feel like doing the entertainment entertainment stuff like you know wanting to make music I also forgot to mention that earlier I did start as a dancer so I was like uh, dancing with my friends and doing dance crews and stuff like that and. I made all my friends audition for this show called Shake It Up, Make Your Mark. And it was like a dance competition for Disney. And we uh-huh. ended up getting on that show out of like 200,000 submissions. We made it down to the last six, which was the televised six, and did this dance show. After that, wow. that turned into a girl group, you know, turned into us performing all over L.A., all over California in general. Um, that, I think pushed me into being like, okay, well, I kind of want to get into the acting thing as well because it's like I had to talk on TV, you know, do our interviews on TV, be like, oh, so today we're going to be dancing to this song and blah, 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 and being comfortable in that camera and everybody just being like, okay, you're comfortable, you're going to be the one talking today. You're comfortable, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. I was like, hmm, maybe maybe that could be good. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I started (laughs) doing, like, dance-based commercials because I was a dancer, and then when it came down mm-hmm. to those commercials where it's like, okay, I'm dancing, but somebody needs a line, I would often be that person getting a line. So I did more and more commercials until <laughs> I started not being dance commercials, and it was just me acting in the commercials. Further to me doing a short film, now me doing this. So it kind of just, like, slowly progressed until I was like, you know what, I really want to take acting, like, seriously because it's another passion of mine. Um, I went to performing arts school, so I, I, like, always did music, dance, and acting in those performing arts schools. I just didn't know if that was something I wanted to do alongside my music and dance. But then I was mm-hmm. like, absolutely. And I ended up kind of, like, dropping the dance elements and picking up the acting where it was just acting and music. But I feel like dance was always in there since I do music and I perform. But it kind of mm-hmm. just progressed that way. Um, and now it's just like another love of mine. And I'm like learning every time I'm on a set from every other actor that's been doing it since they've like were out the womb, you know, uh, right. it's been really, really fun. It's been really fun. Oh my God. Wow. We need, we need her on step up. We, tell, tell your <laughs> right, agent exactly. that you need to, you need to get a role on the show step up on that fourth season. You tell oh, you tell yeah. your agent that. <laughs> that would be so fun. I'd be so down. Group the step up movies, Dancing in the Rain. Those are my those are my thing. Oh my God, it. that was. Oh, let me just say something briefly about that. So, one of the dancer actresses that was um, in that scene, she was mm-hmm. she was sick. She was sick. She had just um, she had just been diagnosed with bronchitis. And, you know, but of course, she was there giving it her all. You know, it was a rain, you know, you know that how they get through the little fake rain or whatever. So mm-hmm. she would go out there, 
dance in the rain, run back over, and we would throw towels on her, like costumes would dry her hair and dry her body, you know, her costume. And then she would just fall into my arms and just shiver the whole time. Oh, And then she would go out, do it again. And I don't know how many times she, she did that, but I was like, could they please just move on? This poor girl. And then basically the, there was an ambulance sitting um, nearby, which was a part of the production. The production had an ambulance there. And mm-hmm. when she pretty much finished, she pretty much just collapsed, and they took her on off. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And we really so just watched say, it like, what a cool scene. This is so dope. Exactly. And it was like, wow. All that going on. So every time somebody says step up and the rain scene was so cool, I have to mention it because it was just like, boy, if people knew what those dances went yeah, through well, to went into make it. that look so cool. Yeah. So it's a lot. Like, not always ever. I'm sorry. It all, no, no, no. It, it always just makes me think about, like, the background behind, like, things that we consume, like music videos mm-hmm. we watch, you know, mm-hmm. scenes that we watch. is like, what actually went down behind the scenes? Because it may not have been uh, as happy like we all watch it, you know. It may not. It puts a smile on our face, but it could have been completely opposite behind camera. That's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> right. Have you ever experienced <laughs> anything that was not so great? Um, you know, oh, absolutely. As a <laughs> absolutely. I did a short film one time and uh the person in the short film it was a it was a child. Uh and everyone was like, Oh my god, you guys like work together so well. Like I looking at this is so natural, like you guys fell into this like brother and sister bond and behind the scenes that that kid wanted to kill me. It was it was a very scary situation. <laughs> like he was sharpening stuff, talking about like, oh my god, like I'm gonna stab you with this. I was genuinely terrified for my life, and I was just like, wow. When people watch this, they're gonna think like this was like the easiest shoot in the world. I was like, no, we were scared. I was like, what's gonna happen next on set with this kid? So there's like funniest things like that <laughs> that have happened where it's like I'm a little terrified, but not you know not fully. But there's also been moments where it's just like you know, really, really long hours where you're kind of, like, mentally not there. You're completely exhausted from every all the elements together. So it's like, you know, you just – when they say action, you put that smile on your face and you go through it again and again, but nobody will actually know. It's like, this is my final straw right now. Like, when I go home, that's it. Um, so there's always those moments. I feel like that also comes with the territory, sad. It's like the, the, the less glamorous part of it. That we all have to deal mm-hmm. with. Yeah, and that that, what that just reminds you? me of, of of when that just reminds me of when when actors have to like let's just say now it's it's I mean although it's fall it's still kind of summertime weather, but yet actors mm-hmm. have to be on set in wintertime clothes because you know for right. that particular show or movie or whatever you know it's like the fall or the winter so you're in boots you're in hats you're in coats but yet it's ninety eight degrees. Mhm. And people people yeah. don't see that. They just you know, they just see what they see in the show or the movie, but they don't see that you're totally uncomfortable. Yeah, it happens. It happens and it's you push through it and you make the best of the moments, but it's it can be difficult sometimes. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. What what um what inspires you? Oh, a lot of things. I, I always I like to say that I'm inspired by the world in general. Um mm-hmm. every time that I go out and do something, every time I live my life in any capacity, there's something I'm writing down in my notepad. Um Mm-hmm. Whether it's like something someone wore that day that I'm like, that would make a perfect line in a song. Or if it's like something that I feel like made a core memory for me. I'm with my friends. I'm with my family. I'm like, those things are what inspire me. People just, you know, other people making music and, you know, inspire me, like all the people I've looked up to. And then one of my biggest inspirations is my own mother. Like she is somebody that has pushed through some of the hardest situations that I can I can think of. And has still found a way to just make it all work and make it all work for not just herself, but for me and my sister as a single mom. So just her life story, her, like her own talent and stuff is like one of my main inspirations. Um, I don't like to get too sappy. So if she's listening to this, I'm like, gosh, here we go. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, I knew you had something to say about me. But, yeah, that is that – is, one of the main reasons I do anything, you know, in life is, like, to – I feel like everyone has that story. Like, I'm going to buy my mom a home one day. Like, that, that's the same thing with me. You know, my mom and my sister are, like, my biggest inspirations uh, on this planet every day. So they're, they're, they're the, the main ones. Nice. Nice. I love that. <laughs> I love that. What is, what is your – or what does your um, your mom and your sister have to say about all that you do? Because you know you're doing a lot of stuff. They're really they're really supportive. I think we have those moments where stuff is just very like surreal to us still because it's like, what do you mean like you know you're off doing this this and this now or what do you mean like you booked this after so many years of like we were like performing in parks in LA with one person standing in front and my sister and me were we were in like a duo and a girl group together so it's like we've been putting like this quote-unquote paying dues or putting work in since we were you know 11 years old and or actually I'll say like starting to these dance things at like fourth or fifth grade so that's when we started all this and now I think looking at it they're kind of like who would have thought that it would have actually panned out this way, you know? And so I think, I think we all just think it's like surreal and overwhelming sometimes, but like, it's exciting. I feel like everyone's like says everything with a smile on their face. Um, I think they're happy. I think they're excited. I think my mom is like still that person that's like, I'm going to show you I'm happy, but keep it, be be humble, keep it cool because you know, it can be taken away in in a snap you know so I think she has that balance more that uh is like but you know you book this but at the same time you're not working hard enough in this this and this so like let's get it together (laughs) which I feel like everybody needs that person and she is that person right (laughs) she's like don't get ahead of yourself yeah, she was like, I know I know you over there working, doing this, but when you come back, just know that there's a cat box you got to clean. There's this, this, this. Like, she's that person that'd be like, real life is still here. I'm excited for you. I'm happy, but real things still exist for you. Right. Which I'm oh, thankful for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 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 She's keeping <laughs> you in line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she should. <laughs> 
Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So you have your um, you have your own style. You have your own um, you know your own look. That's Reagan. Like, what what would you say is your definition of beauty? Oh, my definition of beauty is whatever feels authentic to you. So that is ever changing, always evolving. Whatever you feel in the moment is the perfect, um, how do I say, like a descriptor of like how you feel inside, like the perfect thing to like have your self-expression match your what's in your brain. So like for me, mm-hmm. one day it could be like me throwing on like, you know, a hoodie, you know, my dickies and some vans with no makeup on and that will feel the most powerful thing to me like that will be my most powerful look of look of that week and the next week I will have on full blue eyeshadow with like some lines zigzagged across my face and teardrops this this and this my hair crazy eclectic outfit and that will also feel the most powerful to me so I think beauty is whatever you feel in that moment represents you the best um however that you know comes across in a human form. It may look different than somebody, uh, you know, down the street from you. It may look different than somebody across the Mm -hmm. world from you. But whatever feels authentic to you is what is beautiful. I like that. I like that definition because it's like you're saying in in that moment. Because then Mm -hmm. it's like nothing is, you're not setting any particular standard for what beauty looks like to you. It's just whatever makes you feel good in that moment, which I think is, I love that. Yeah, because trends trends change, and I feel like there's a whole big thing of, like, people like, don't follow the trends, don't do this. But if the trend at that time is, like, some wide leg pants with all these pockets and stuff, and that makes you feel good, that makes you feel good despite what anybody says, you know? And if a 2016 trend, if you did that now in – 2022 and that don't make you feel good anymore that's no longer making you feel beautiful it's time to move on the point in life is to grow so meaning your definition on what you feel beautiful in is going to grow as well so i just take right. it day by absolutely. day mm-hmm. taking it day absolutely. by day it's so funny that I you love said that. that because i'm looking at a picture of you with wide like pants with a lot of pockets <laughs> <laughs> you just mentioned it, which I just love your your style, like your style of Thank dress. You. And let's talk about these wonderful eye looks. Like I'm <laughs> loving all of the, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the I feel like, liners. I feel like I do so many random lines. I, I started doing liners, I think, in the end of high school. And then it was really cool mm-hmm. to, like, I used to just look up, like, editorial looks and follow those. And then a show, mm-hmm. the show Euphoria got big, and that I feel like Euphoria made it more acceptable to wear these eyeshadows and all these, like, different makeup looks on the street. And some people, like, feel like, dang, I didn't want my makeup to be considered Euphoria makeup now. And I'm like, I could care less. If, if people are, like, telling, complimenting me and saying I look cool, then win-win for me, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> but I've never been tied to just, like, one look. I feel like I'm so, like I said about this thing of always growing and being, like, evolving – Every day, if I have a different shape on my face or something new or no makeup at all, like, that feels the most powerful to me. So sometimes it can be, like, some crazy colors and sometimes it's not. But I just like experimenting and feeling very free in the makeup and free of just, like, a 
beauty standards in general. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely not makeup that's made for the male gaze and stuff. And I think that also makes me feel good is that I'm doing something and looking the way that I wanted to look and looking the way that like a childhood version of me would be like, wow, you're so cool. And I think right. that makes mm-hmm. me feel really empowered. Nice. <laughs> and so when you're doing nice. these I eye looks, when you're doing these eye looks, um, is there anything in particular that inspires you to do like the particular look that you do at that moment, or that you just pick up the liner and or pick up the color and you just go? Uh, it depends on the day. There's sometimes like I I'll have like a pick out my outfit and then I'll be like, okay, let me look at like the shapes on this shirt or something and like try to go off of that. Some days like I'll see some cool look on Pinterest and take inspiration off of that. And other days I'm like, well, we're just going to pick up this liner and splash it on my face and hope for the best. Sometimes it do not be the best look, (laughs) but it comes out of something. And I just like, I'm like, I feel like I own it so much that people just are like, that's dope. Even if I know I'm like, y'all know that one is not the business. Y'all know that one wasn't good, but I just own it anyway. (laughs) So it depends. It depends. It changes up. (laughs) And so what so I let's, found let's was really... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna I was gonna say, um, let's flip it a little bit and, and talk a little bit about um if there was ever a time that you did not feel beautiful, if that's something you can talk about, was there ever a time that you did not feel beautiful? Yeah, I think the biggest time is actually recently. I was always known for my really long and big curly hair, and that's been a staple in, like, how I've been viewed by people for so, so long, and I had some health issues that, like, attacked my hair as, like, first, um, so I lost a lot of hair. It kind of thinned, and I just ended up being like, well, why am I mourning the hair? Let me just cut it off and, like, start over, and seeing myself every day to outside people, they're like, it's no big difference. Your hair's still curly. It's still this, this, and this. But me mourning the way that I felt like I was comfortable and how I looked was very, very hard. Um, And I think I still deal with that a little bit now of just having to tell myself, like, it's just hair. It will grow back. But, of course, like, you know, even just being black, there's so much ties to Mm -hmm. our hair, ties to, Mm -hmm. you know, just how, how we identify with it. So, like, that was really a hard moment, and I still think sometimes it, like, gets me down, and then other days I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, cutting your hair is so freeing. Right. Like, think about how much, like, weight and energy that held, and you just cut it off, and you're starting over. So I have to get into that mindset of just being like, it grows back. You're still dope. You know, you still look cool. Right. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, and I'm really, like, lucky to have, like, amazing people around me, like, reassuring me when I have those moments. Like, every day, my girlfriend mm-hmm. would be like, you look beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. And, like, to me, it's like, it, I'll still feel down about it, but having that person just being, like, over over and over again, like, I don't see what you mean. You still look beautiful to me. I still love you. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I still look good. You know, Mm -hmm. so, like, having her Mm -hmm. there, like, saying that kind of stuff really does help. Um, Just reassurance from outside, like, the people you love, not just random outside people, but the people you love and then looking in the mirror and reassuring myself has been, like, the best thing. But it's it's been tough. It's been tough mourning the way that you're used to looking. I think it's so interesting because 
I felt like it used to be where where we were so concerned about not so much about how we look to ourselves, but more so about how we look to other people. And now listening mm-hmm. to you and hearing you, and it's not just you. I mean, I've done it before. Other people have done it before. It's It's like we're more concerned about how we look to ourselves now than what other people mm-hmm. think. Yeah, and it's definitely. so funny because it's it's everybody else that that's like, you know, you look fine, you look great. What are you worried about? And it's, and it's we're stuck in our own heads about what we look like. Mhm. Yeah, it's like I'm in this. Weird, I think I, it's a very weird thing. Like I don't care how I'm perceived by outside people. I don't care if they think I'm the prettiest person in the world or the ugliest person. But if I feel like I look bad that mm-hmm. day, I'm not going anywhere. You know, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter about what they say still because like. I just don't care. But for me, if I look in the mirror and be like, I don't like the way my curls look today, not happening. So it's, it is a very like switchy, switched up thing now, mm-hmm. like not caring about outside people, but caring overly about my own opinion on myself. But I think it's also like the times we live in of like still comparing, yeah. always still comparing ourselves to like, you know, beauty standards and what we should look like yep. in a situation versus like, just how you naturally look and being content and yep. happy with that. Exactly. And I think what exactly. I think what's important is I think what's important is what you said. Like you know, you have to tell yourself, listen, you're still beautiful, you're still dope, you're still great. You know, you know, you still do all of these great things, regardless of what your hair looks like. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's the I think that's the key is for us to get over ourselves is to speak positive things to ourselves Um, because other people, like you were just saying, you know, some of them may not even be focused on that. It's just us trying to measure up to what we think we should look like, you know, or Mm -hmm. what, like you said, and what the the world says we should look like. But, you know, it's it's not a, it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to, to, to get past, um, and so when when people are responding in positive ways to us, that's great. What makes it extra hard is when there are some comments or some things that people respond and say that's not so great, and that makes it, you know, that may put people in a in a mindset where like, oh my God, you know, it's like I worked so hard to get to a point where I'm accepting of this, and now that somebody says something negative, um, it 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 just hurts and kind of makes me feel like I have to, I'm in a place where I need to start all over again. Has that happened, ever happened to you? Yeah, I feel like that's like a, yeah, it's just like a process that happens. Like, Mm -hmm. it just does, it does. And I don't even know how to say it. Like, yeah, yeah, my answer is just, yeah, it does happen to me. It does. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Well, let me ask you, because I saw, you know, you go into Sephora one day and you see yourself at the Benefit Cosmetics <laughs> display. Yeah. How did that all come about? Yeah, I've actually, I worked with Benefit a couple of times. I made their, like, brand song. So I have, this, like, when people are like, do you have music out and blah, blah, blah? I'm like, yeah. But I'm like, the first thing that you search up is going to say Benefit Brow Dance because I made a song for their um 
collection like their eyebrow pencils and stuff. Uh, so still scrolling on TikTok when I see people do collabs with Benefit, it's that song playing in the background, um, which mm-hmm. is really, really cool. But they've also asked me sometimes to like model different things. So I've, I've got to do that twice now. First time it was foundation. Second time it was like a combo of a few different products. Um, but mm-hmm. I got to see it like celebrating the new year. And I saw it in New York at the, like a big Sephora uh, near Times Square, I think. Uh, or near mm-hmm. near the, the big tree out there. I think it's at the Rockefeller Center, so near there. Um, and it was really cool. And, like, the guy that, like, walked us over to, like, the benefits section, he was like, that's you? He was like, that is you. He was like, take down the mask. Let me see your face. So he's like, wow, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh, he was talking to us about it. And it was just like, I feel like every time something like that happens, it's still very surreal to me. I, like, my friends are like, you're used to this now. And I'm like, no. I'm like, Walking into a store and seeing yourself on something will never not be, like, the coolest moment of your life. Like, it's so weird. Um, And then getting my friends going into Sephora, just buying, like, their normal products and being like, hey, Reagan, running into you again and sending me, like, videos and pictures of it. Like, it's always dope and it's always surreal and it's always just, like, something that I'm, like, I'm so blessed and privileged to be able to have these experiences and have people want to work with me over and over again. Um, so I'll never take it for granted. But it was really cool seeing it on New Year's, fresh start of the year, you know, getting to see some of my works on. It was exciting, like super exciting. Nice. Nice. What do you what do you think about cuz it was a, you know, it was a big thing people were talking about um you know, a few years back. But what do you think about the cosmetics brands at one time um basically not not having any, you know, not having a color range that represented um, most women of color. Now everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, you know, now that they see that money could be made, now everybody has gone in that direction. What, what do you think about all of that? I think it's beautiful now for people to be able to walk into a store and find their shade or being able to at least mix two shades to find it. But I also think at the same time, it's like our, we're not a trend, you know, women of color are not trends. Mm -hmm. We're not, you know, something that you can capitalize off of now that you see somebody else said, we're actually going to do the bare minimum by including, you know, everybody's skin tones or the closest we can get. So now like, Oh, we're all going to bandwagon and hop on that. Like that's not a cool thing and it will never be cool. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, we finally get shades. We finally get this. But it's just like a sucky thing always to be like, you know, as a black girl, as, you know, somebody that's like any other woman of color out there, to be an afterthought is something that never goes away. No matter what company it is, no matter, you know, the best ties you can have with the company, you're, you have to always remember like, dang, like I was an afterthought with them. And I think everybody needs to do better. And it's that simple. Like, when it comes down to businesses, when it comes down to capitalism in general, we know how it works. And so there's no reason to tread lightly with multi-million-dollar companies because they can afford to do right. They can't. They can. Right. So us women of color and stuff asking for the bare minimum, asking for a shade match, asking for you to go just, you know, a few shades darker so that people can actually use the product, is the bare minimum. I tell people to ask for more. Fight for more. Right. 
Absolutely. Because it's not okay. It's not okay being an afterthought in anything, even if people feel like it's not as important because it's just, oh, it's just a makeup company. It's not like the end-all, be-all of this. I'm like, if it if it's affecting someone, it's a big deal. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, yeah, I just think, you know, pressing multimillion-dollar companies is not an issue at all. <laughs> at all. I agree. I agree. I feel like... <laughs> Listening to you say this, I think about, like, in some of our earlier days in this business as makeup artists, you know, working with um, talent of color, you know, they would get someone um, that wasn't of color to, like, do their makeup. And if it was ever wrong, the wrong shade of foundation is mainly the, the biggest issue that people would have. And, um, you know, they would, like, walk off the trailer, go back to their room, and fix their face. Absolutely. And so, and, and so what happens is when they walk out on set, everything looks right. And so the artist who did it would re- never know that, that somebody corrected the makeup. And so they just think mm-hmm. that, oh, what they're doing was, was right because mm-hmm. everything was fine. You know what I mean? And so the um, them just back then not saying anything until, you know, like within the last few years, people started to speak up more, starting to demand people of color be on those hair and makeup trailers, starting to, you know, to demand like, you know, they get someone that can do their texture of hair. Um, I feel like, I just feel like, um, you know, we're going in the great direction now. I just wonder how much change has really been made um, mm-hmm. because, you know, like my sister and I, we've been blessed to work on shows with all all races and ethnicities, you know, of people. Mm-hmm. And so it right. hasn't really been an issue for us. And we've always stocked our kits with makeup for all people. And I think kind of like that may have been part of the issue. It's not necessarily that people can't match it, but you can't match it if you don't have it type of thing. Right. You know what well, I mean? I think it's also, it's a, it's a thing also of like for on the actor or anybody that's on the set, their side um, as quote unquote talent or something or cast is, people of color, specifically black people, is like, I can only speak on fully just my experience with this, is like, black people are often taught on sets that they're the afterthought, and not to take up too much space. So going and complaining about the fact that, you know, makeup and this is wrong, they feel like they're being a burden, which is absolutely insane. If something's wrong, like, you know, that is your likeness, and that is like, not your fault. You know, we should speak up about different things. But sometimes it's like a a scary thing because we feel like, well, I may lose my job and I need this because if I do this, I'm making these people mad. And it goes into this whole thought process about it. And then on the flip mm-hmm. side of some makeup artists, like you saying, like you came stocked with, with everything. A lot of that is a common thing that I hear with people of color that do makeup because we're taught also that you have to go above and beyond to keep the job. You know, you have to go above and beyond to have the job. While other people that may not be people of color, they 
they're doing the, the bare minimum because most of the people that they work with are going to be white anyway. So the one token black mm-hmm. girl on the show, it doesn't matter if her makeup's not the best because all the rest of the white counterparts look amazing. Therefore, I don't have to go above and beyond in her, which is completely unfair, absolutely unfair. And I yeah. think there's just, like, this catch-22 on both sides of, like, like it's, like, that's, that should not be okay. On either, on either side, cast side of being too scared to say something's wrong, and then on the makeup artist side of being like, well, I come, come, come prepared and have all of this stuff, and I'm working so hard to be able to know how to do everybody's makeup. How come you get the luxury to just not have to do that? That's wrong on both ends. Right. And it does, it drives me insane sometimes because I know, like, I'm a person that, you know, I used to go to set every single set with my foundation done because I had been done dirty so many times of being like, okay, like, this is not my foundation. Like, how do I have, you know, somebody that's 10 shades lighter than these color on my face right now? And that's not my color, you know? So I would try to like avoid Mm -hmm. that, that interaction on set by just being like, Oh, I didn't know they told me to come with my foundation done. So I did because I'm hard to match, which I shouldn't have to do that. If my counterparts don't have to do that, you know, it's just a, a big runaround. And I just hope that, you know, we all can do, better you know it's like our situation of like yeah. obviously not not y'all y'all coming prepared y'all you you've been in this you've been doing this you know but there's other people that are 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 skating off of just doing not like not doing people of color make people of colors like makeup in the right way and and getting to you know still have their jobs and still go on these big productions and it's it's really it's really rude to to black people and people of color everywhere because we feel like once again the afterthought we feel like the less important person in the room and that is not not okay at all not at all not at all mm-hmm. well i tell you we needed you around back in the day when we, when we were starting out <laughs> sounds like you would have whipped some people in shape no i'm done no i'm i'm sure y'all dealt with like a a whole bunch of Things you shouldn't have, you know, like, that's what's sad about it. Like, it's like, you know, even when hearing the stories and hearing how people have like persevered through all of this to have the careers now, it's like, you really think about it. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have had to go through that, you know, like that shouldn't have been what happened, but it is. And that, that in itself, like, it's, it's a, it's an interesting like feeling to navigate. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But now we're we're very thankful. Like I, you know, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm sure so many other people are thankful for you to have such skilled and talented people that care on a set. Amazing. Yeah. And you know what? That's that's great. Talent, talent is one thing, but talent and care that's totally something mm-hmm. else. Totally mm-hmm. something else. Yeah, totally something else. Well, let me ask you this: because you do so many different things what would be a dream job for you Ooh, um a dream job uh i mean a lot of my dream jobs are like where i could perform music wise mm-hmm. like a dream is being able to perform like since i'm from la is like well now they, i was gonna say the staples center but now it's called the crypto.com arena but to me that's the same yeah. center to the day i die you know <laughs> Like right. being able to perform at the Stable Center or even the Forum, and then like also getting to perform at like Madison Square Garden, like the O2, like different things mm-hmm. like that. Like 
that is that is like dreams for me. And then like yeah. you know, acting acting wise, I, I you know, I just booked one of my dream things, so that's one. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like a lot of the dream stuff is it, it is very much pertaining to like where I could perform. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. is happening mm-hmm. and then yeah. with music I'm like I'm gonna wish this these venues into existence. Like to be able to have enough like people that like feel your music when it like of course when I've like put everything out in this next year and stuff. Uh to get that many people who love you and love what you do, um, to actually mm-hmm. come and be in that moment with you in like a space like Madison Square Garden, I would probably break down and cry on that stage and be like, I'm so sorry y'all want to hear songs, but I can't get through any of it because that's, that's crazy. Like, that's wild. Um, so that's probably like one of my biggest dreams. Biggest dreams. Do you, do you feel oh, like... Oh, man. Do you feel like if you were to perform Madison Square Garden or the Staples Centers, that would you feel like, oh, I've made it? Or do you feel now like you've made it? Oh, no. Right now I feel like I have the most imposter syndrome that I've ever had in my entire life. Like every day, like I do stuff and I'm like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, did they pick the right person? Like, are they sure? Um, And I think in that moment I would still have that of being like, I feel like I'm winging it. And I've, 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 I've pushed myself this far, being not capable or not ready for this, and I've made it to the, like, Madison Square Garden, and people don't even know that, like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I still feel like I would have that feeling. But then a little bit more of just, like, I feel like the people around me would be, like, you worked for this and, like, own that, like, that you, you know, put in the time and effort for that. But, no, I don't think I would ever feel that way. <laughs> I think I'm always, like, like feeling like in this surreal state of like, there's no way, like you're joking. You're joking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Wow. Life is very crazy for me. And that would be in like so crazy. Like I don't think I would process it for a long time. <laughs> wow. Man. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's go back to your, your spoken word for a bit. And, like, can you kind of, like, give us a little taste of your spoken word? Oh, a little taste of my spoken word. I'm not going to ask you to rap because they can go to your Instagram and hear you rap. (laughs) Um, A taste of my spoken word. I'm trying to think of, like, like, which one would probably be, like, short enough where it's not, like, you know... I have one that I I usually do when it was like one of it's the story behind it is like I wrote it in a place where I was like I think one of my videos one of my rap videos or something went viral and everyone mm-hmm. was like oh this is so effortlessly dope like you just do this like with nothing like you so good at this blah blah and I was like thankful for all the compliments but I'm like dang, like, you, you put in all this work for somebody to say that it was effortless. And I know it's a compliment, right. but at the same time, it's the exact opposite of what it is. So I did write right. something about that, and I it's been one of those things that in years, in rotation, like, I think, like, I'm going to retire this piece, and somebody's like, hey, do you want to do that one again? Because we relate to it, and it's such a short, <laughs> random little thing. So I can, I can mm-hmm. do that one. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. The other day, this man came up to me after a show and said, flow so effortlessly. I said, sir, thank you, but unfortunately, that's not true. There's a process to creating something for the ears that's new and effortlessly wouldn't be a term I'd use. 
Behind every distilled word is a vast ocean of thoughts, and putting a sentence together is like sailing through the waters to find a penny you dropped. You jump in not knowing how deep it's going to go, but sooner or later you realize you sucked into the flow. Then the adrenaline goes, your mind envisions birds and beautiful meadows. You feel the wind in your hair as it blows and how that smell of a rose hits your nose until you snap back into reality and realize you're alone. And yet that feeling takes a toll because when the pen on the paper stops, it's just you and your soul. Open them, opening up parts you strictly had closed, remembering how you came from a broken home or how someone you love so much could just go. Because you see, I put myself on the line to keep my substance whole. And to get that pin to go, I learned how to balance the good and the bad, learn self-control. So the turn effortlessly goes against my original goal. And I wish I said all that to him, but I just said thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Very short piece. <laughs> very, very short piece. <laughs> I love it. I wish you had said all that to him, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, people think that it's, like, it's very sweet and easy to make something. And I'll be like... I just rapped to you a good three minutes and 30 seconds about <laughs> the deepest trauma and drama in my lifetime. And you're like, that was so effortless. You're so dope and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, thank you. But like, I cried my eyes out in the studio trying to make this. So it's like, I always feel like it's a catch 22 with those type of compliments. I'm like, thank you. But at the same time, no, it's not that simple. It's not that easy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Nice. <laughs> wow. So, what's one. next for you? What's next for you? More movies, TV shows? Ah, oh, whatever. More music. Whatever, whatever the Lord has in my past is what I say. Because I, I think when I say like, what's next, and it's it, something that I didn't like imagine. I stop. Mm-hmm. I stop guessing. I stop trying to make my own path for myself. I'm like a five year plan is is great in writing, but at the same time, you don't right. know what's about to pop up. You know, I never thought that right. I would come back from Korea and like working on a show out there and book another show when I come back and start working on that and this, this, and this. I never thought that. You know, so for me, it's just mm-hmm. right. you know what's coming up is, you know, entertainment, no matter what, entertaining and doing my passions, my hobbies, and doing them to the best of my abilities always in the studio making mm-hmm. music and hopefully releasing that music next year because I have so much stuff that I have held close to my heart and it's my baby of mm-hmm. music and this, this, and this. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's grown up now and it's ready to be released to the world and it's ready to be like other people's child. It's, it's not mine anymore. Mm-hmm. I want it to be theirs. So hopefully that's what's next, gotcha. being able to re- release all of that and, and have, the world in my, have the world enter my world. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, is there any place that we can hear some of your music now? Yeah, I mean, you can still go to, like, um, if you want snippets of me, like like I was talking about rapping over, like, those iconic beats or just beats in Mm -hmm. general of, like, different artists out, that's always on my, like, you know, Instagram regularly and my TikTok regularly. I have a mixtape out that I made in quarantine of me just having fun in my living room type of mixtape. That is Mm -hmm. on my SoundCloud, Mm -hmm. which is also... Reganalia, and then I have my Spotify, okay. which has like a fun little freestyle song that I just dropped uh, in June. So like, there's a, like different places. There's there's, there's something for everybody somewhere, but more to come, gotcha. which I'm excited about. <laughs> so are you are you signed to anyone in particular, and is that something you're trying to do? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of liking 
the independent life right now of having full creative control on what I want. Um, I'm very mm-hmm. particular with my music, what I put in my music, uh, my branding around it. And being able to have that 100% at the moment is something that I'm like, I kind of want to hold on to this while I can. I'm not against mm-hmm. signing to another label situation, um, mm-hmm. but it would have to be the right one. Right now, right. I, I have an amazing, I have an amazing team right now that is very capable of doing the things that I need to be done. Um, if we feel like certain things are out of our hands and stuff, and we want to partner with different people and like do this, that will absolutely be what's like what will happen. But right now, I feel like I'm like, I don't know, I'm kind of happy with with what we're doing, but always open to whatever comes along that can serve the situation the best. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. I love nice. that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so when will we when will we see you again? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That is a good question. A I think you'll question. be back. You'll be back sometime uh, next month. Yeah, I I, I, think. I think so. Probably the beginning, the beginning of next month. Yeah. Okay. It's been like up that. in the air and, like, changed a few times, so I'm like, I don't even know. But not too long. Yeah. Not too long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be soon. Yeah. Well, enjoy soon. your time off. Thank you very much. And enjoy <laughs> your time off. We'll be we'll fun. be uh We'll be locked into Instagram and TikTok just in case something new jumps off. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I've been chilling, though. But we'll see. We'll see. But I have been chilling. But maybe I'll, I'll put a few things out because I've been having an itch to really drop some drop some little things in here and now to mm-hmm. remind people. I'm like, hey, I've been doing this acting thing, but just remember, y'all. Like, just remember, I, I still be rapping. Still, <laughs> so, maybe I might drop a little something. <laughs> nice, all nice. right. We greatly well, appreciate thank you, you so much. Time out. No, thank you guys for having me. Uh, this is so dope, and I'm really glad that it all works out, and I got to be on here. Absolutely. Yay. Tell everybody uh, where they can. I mean, I know you just shout out your um, your Instagram and 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 yeah. TikTok, but also, let them know about your website as well. Yeah, you can literally my website will link you to absolutely everything as well as like an email thing where you can put your email in, your name, and then get like a blast off of like what I'm doing, what shows, when the music's dropping. And that is all at just like com. Super simple. Um, yeah, everything's on there. My social media, music stuff. It's exciting. It's a cute website. A lot of bright colors. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> like you. <laughs> And that's, and that's Reagan R R E G A N and not R E A but R E G A N A L I Y H. Yep, just like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Reagan and Leah. We're so happy that you were on with us tonight. Thank you for sharing your story with our audience, and we greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. We'll have to do it again. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes, we will. Of course. (laughs) Yes, we will. 
All right. <laughs> Have a great evening so, and stay cool. Thank you. And you as well. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing rest of your week. Well, start of the week. All right. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it starts It starts at 4.42 a.m., so. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Right. <laughs> right. You went back to L.A. at the perfect time. Right, because that's crazy. That's crazy. Jeez. Yeah. Well, give me, get get some rest for that. Get some rest. Get some rest. Yeah, we're going to do just that. (laughs) All right, have a good night. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Um, that's all we have tonight. Miss Reagan Aaliyah, she's actress and rapper and spoken word artist and dancer and an all-around entertainer. Um, and we have the pleasure of working with her on our current project. Um, she's great. She has a lot. She's um, she has a lot to say about, I guess, the of the beauty industry today. So thanks to her for joining us tonight. Um, you guys can follow us on Facebook. We are Beauty Talk Online. On Instagram, we are Beauty underscore Talk. And on, on, I'm sorry, on Instagram, we are Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. And on Twitter, we are Beauty underscore Talk. Anything else you want to say, Denise, before we jump off? Um, that's it. You can follow Janice and I both um, simply by our names. That's at Janice Tunnell, J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and at Denise Tunnell, D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. All right. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in. Um, thank you to those who are going to listen to this on the playback. We greatly appreciate you, and we will um, be back here next Sunday night. At 9 p.m., and we'll be speaking with Al Kassim. And until then, have a wonderful um, night and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.